Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. And you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite willing leaders from across the world to join us to get coached live and in person right on the podcast. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you, my guest, Laura Martin. Laura is not only the COO of the largest brokerage in Canada, real estate brokerage, right? Mortgage. Mortgage, mortgage. Right next door. Uh, (laughs) Right next door. Uh, Not only is she the COO of the largest mortgage brokerage in Canada, she also has a startup called Lingo Learn. Welcome, Laura. Thank you for having me, Kim. It's an absolute pleasure to be on your Frame of Mind podcast. I am a huge proponent of coaching, mentorship, and of course, just sharing knowledge in general. I think, um, you know, as soon as we make it to the top, it's our responsibility to lift as we climb. So Laura, tell us a little bit about like, you got a lot going on. You're the COO. I'm imagining that's a huge responsibility. And you have a startup. So like, how are you doing both? And what what are these two things? Just Well, how indeed, right? Like how it it feels like I'm falling forward sometimes. Um, I I always just make sure to make forward movements on uh, my initiatives. I'm, you know, my personality is very much as a visionary. So I, you know, I love taking on new challenges and, you know, starting new departments and having a different sort of task or responsibility every day. Sometimes I focus on marketing, sometimes it's recruitment, sometimes it's strategy or networking. So um, I do love the fact that as an entrepreneur, I have so many um, options in terms of what I want to do with my day. However, you know, um, it's a big deal, right? So I have a lot of people relying on me. Yeah. So before we jump in, I just want to understand, uh, we, people mostly understand mortgage. What is Lingo Learn and and why a startup at the same time? So just fill us in on that. Sure. Yeah. So I've been the chief operating officer for Matrix for 10 years and my background is as a mortgage broker. So I run a team of a hundred agents over there. But over um, the, you know, the last maybe six or seven months, I had an opportunity to jump into the English as a second language teaching um, sort of industry with a very attractive client. And really, since um, I've mastered the art of learning to learn, I was able to just lean on expert opinions, do a ton of research read a bunch of consulting books, put together a proposal, hire the right people and make it happen in the last six months. So, um, you know, education has always been a passion for me. And I'm also just a very uh, rational and quick thinking person. So if I see the numbers and I see the market potential and I see an opening, I'm going to take it. And that's what happened there. Okay. And I'm imagining that you apply this rationality and quick thinking approach to also the mortgage industry. Yeah, yeah, I do. I really make sure that um, we focus on developing the right kinds of skills on making things more efficient and um, really focusing on people over numbers because the computers can do all that number stuff, right? So I really focus on the sales training, the marketing and the connecting with people. Okay. So tell us what is your greatest challenge right now? What's happening in your world that you're like, okay, I can use some, some coaching. Girl, I'm spinning too many plates. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like, I mean, it's a balancing act and like every day I achieve great things and every day I drop a few balls. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's rarely going to be 10 out of 10. Okay. So um, tell yeah. me about the, the kinds of balls you're dropping. I just want to get a sense for what okay. falls through the cracks. Okay. Things that might fall through the cracks are like, um, well, I guess I'm a procrastinator to some degree. So anything that has to do with like budgeting expenses or like follow up, that kinds of stuff. Um, things that ultimately probably a personal assistant or someone good with data entry or whatever could do. But then I have a hard time, like kind of, I feel like it's more effort to train someone to think like me than it is to just do it myself. But then I don't end up doing it until the 11th hour and people are mad. I don't know. I just, I would say procrastination gets in my way the most. So let me ask you a question. When someone gets mad, how do you do that? What do you do about it? How do you get out of that? Well, it's not that like people are like flaming me, but I know that my integrity is getting chipped away at. And over the long term, that's not good, right? Maybe silence is even worse than someone saying I'm disappointed. Okay. Mm. Okay. I love that. Okay. So uh, let me just kind of step, take a step back, okay, and give you a little bit of context, which I don't often do on this podcast because I'm always rushing to help someone move forward. But today I'm just going to kind of take a step back and talk a little bit about how we coach leaders because I think in your case, it's just so beautifully laid out. It's so crystal clear. So when we look at leaders in particular, but everyone really, um, what I see is that their lives, their achievements, their successes, but also their, sometimes their failures, but whatever holds them back is a function of their thinking. And what I like to do is ask a bunch of questions so that I can understand very quickly, not only how a person thinks, but what they believe to be true. Okay, so just by talking to you for a few minutes, I'm able to understand that you have a set of beliefs that are holding you back, that are getting in the way. And some of them are very obvious. Some of them are not as obvious. One obvious one is, hey, it's going to take me time to bring someone up to speed. And I don't have that kind of time. And so the belief is that slowing down is more costly than taking the time to bring someone in and bring them up to speed and actually it will become a gain in the long run. So that's Mm -hmm. one belief, but that's an easy one to see and easy one to find. But the more interesting one is what you said earlier. It's hard for me to train someone to think like me. Mm -hmm. And your belief is that a good person on your team needs to think like you. Mm. But if they do think like you, then they're also going to be procrastinators. Yeah. Right? So in fact, you need to look for someone who doesn't think like you. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. We have a visitor. Does he want to say hi? (laughs) Just in passing. Just passing through. Okay. So, So that's the thing. And what we find is that we're always looking for people who, you know, you said, I think fast. I move quickly, yet I'm a procrastinator. Mm. So in other words, I see opportunity and I like to grab the opportunity, but I'm not so great at making sure all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. And Mm. that's a completely different person, a completely different character with a completely different way of thinking. 
Mm. So your job isn't to find someone and train them to think like you. Your job is to find someone who is able to take care of those details that you're missing out on. So yeah. you need a partner who compliments you, not who replicates you. Mm-hmm. So that person might rub you the wrong way a little bit because they don't think like you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. That? Yeah, like um I just it's, it's your you nailed it. All right, what what is there to say? Yes, agreed. <laughs> Great. So so, yeah. so so the the question becomes what are the tasks that are falling through the cracks regularly? And you'll notice that they fall into a category or they're lumped into uh, a set of areas that show or demonstrate a pattern. These are the things I don't love to do. And what I want to do with leaders is always make sure that they're working in their sweet spot. That they're mm-hmm. always doing the things that come to them with greatest ease, talent, skill, not the stuff that weighs them down. Mm -hmm. And to find someone who could take that stuff off their plate and then understand that the people who are going to take those things off their plate aren't a hundred percent a match, not a mirror image, Mm -hmm. right? But they're going to be a person who processes things differently. And so now the question becomes, how do I work with someone who looks at the world a little bit differently than me, but adds an infinite amount of value to my life and my business. Mm-hmm. So now we start to create a plan about who are we looking for? What skill sets do they need to bring to the table? What experience do they need to have? How should they process things and information? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And how do we test for that? So yeah. I'm, I might give them an article, for example, to read, that has mistakes in it. And I might say, what do you think of this article? And I want them to say it's filled with mistakes. I don't want them to say it's good. Right? Just as an example, just to understand, are they willing to say, I'm not happy with this? It's not perfect. Are they able to point out or find the errors and be able to fix the mistakes that I am making, right? Do they have my back? Yeah. In the ways that slow me down. Mm-hmm. This makes a lot of sense because um, I have ADHD and it's a superpower and it's an absolute crippling uh, <laughs> disorder. So like I have figured out that I just need support systems, right? Like I have a cleaning lady that doesn't just you know, clean surfaces, she'll be like, Laura, like, why is your cleaning supplies everywhere in the house, right? She will like, centralize thing and like, you know, like, take care of a corner of the house each time and like, organize it so that I can, it can be usable just because it's, it's, it's a task that would take me all day or year or just never happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. So this principle should absolutely be applied to, you know, my right hand in business. That right. And so when you say like my integrity is getting chipped away, Mm -hmm. the cost of that is much, much higher than the time it will take you to bring someone up to speed, not to -hmm. teach them how to think like you, but to bring them up to speed with 
where you're falling short and what you're looking for from them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have to define, here's the character I'm looking for, here's the personality I'm looking for, here's the skill set I'm looking for, and here's how I want to work together, and here's what I want to offload so that I can free up my time, so that I don't have things falling through the cracks, and so that I'm staying in my lane, meaning working in the places where I bring the greatest value to all my businesses, my life, my family, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Useful. Good. Okay. And then I have another question regarding like time management. So okay. I have one business at matrix, which is very mature. It's running itself. It's extremely robust. There's like 20 support staff, a hundred agents, you know, it's okay for me to work at a high level there versus the startup. Like, you know, I know I need to get my hands dirty with almost every aspect of it so that I can then hire and train people to do those jobs. Right. Like I don't believe in telling people to do a job that you don't understand yourself. So, um, so I'm going to challenge that a little bit. We can't be amazing at everything. So for example, I run a company and I need a website. Do I know how to make a website? No chance. Oh, not, not in that sense, right? So I have a bookkeeper. I have a lawyer, like graphic designer. You have all the like people. That. But I mean, in terms of like creating the vision for the company or like the standard operating procedures or the curriculum um, or just the methodology and things like that. So hmm. what's the question? How do I manage my time? How do I manage my time? Yeah, because... If I have, you know, a, a mature career over here, and then also I have a very promising opportunity over here, what do it, it should it be 50, 50, should it be 70, 30? Okay. So that on the I'm horse that will make you yeah. money help. I'm not <laughs> a fan of looking at time management in terms of hours. I'm yeah. a fan of looking at time management in terms of energy and contribution. Hmm. Those are two completely different concepts, right? So for me, as I look at my company, my greatest contribution to the co company is coaching, teaching, sharing the message in writing, on video, on podcasts, speaking engagements. That is my greatest contribution. So the question isn't how much time should I be spending doing that? It's how can I make my greatest contribution and offload all the things where I'm not contributing well. Mm. That principle applies to both businesses. What's my greatest contribution? And as long as I'm living in that state, let's call it 80% of the time, then I'm moving both businesses forward. Mm. But if I'm rolling up my sleeves and getting my hands dirty, as you call it, in places that are simply not the place where I can contribute well, then that's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Right? And also, when I spend time trying to contribute in places that are not my strength, what happens? I get tired, drained, grumpy. And in fact, when I do that, I am taking away from the company. That's mm -hmm. a poor use of my time. That's a detriment. Because now I'm not contributing. I'm draining it. That mm -hmm. idea. So you really need to look at your time management instead of how many hours should I spend here and here. It's 
what should I be doing to move things forward? What's my greatest contribution? How do I personally, with my specific skill set, talent, knowledge, instinct, character, what can I put into this to move things forward? And what's needed and what, what do I need to bring in to, to pad it out? Yeah. Different than, you know, should I spend four hours here and four hours there? Although at the same token, do you recommend, okay, so let's say that I, it's, let's assume it's 50, 50 or whatever, right? Would you recommend chunking the week or chunking the day? Again, I look at energy. Where do you get your energy from? Do you get your energy from moving from one thing to the next? Or do you get your energy from being solidly focused in one thing? Given that you have ADHD, I imagine that you need to solidly focus for a short period of time and then move. Mm. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's a guess, but Mm. I would play around. And then at the end of the day, say, did I feel good? Was I into it? Was I focused? Was I energized or was I drained? And then make a decision. So a lot of what we need to do as entrepreneurs is experiment and see what works, see what doesn't work. And in your case, part of seeing what works is actually assessing at the end of the day without judgment, right? Like don't get pissed off at yourself. Just look at it and say, did this work for me? Or did this, you know, exhaust me? I have a really great journal. It's called the self journal. And it's a 13 week planner, but each day it has a plan to reality score, a habit tracker score, uh, a win the day score. So plan to reality might not be the same as win the day Uh, mood, as well as there's like a habit tracker over the month. So and do you use it religiously? Yes, I do. Amazing. That will tell you what -hmm. you're doing that's right and works for you and what you're doing that doesn't work for you. And yeah. by the way, I don't know if you know this, but when, when we work with coaching clients, we ask them to journal every mm. single day. It's a huge part of oh, what we do. Like it's, you, there's no, you have to study yourself. Right. You, but, but we ask them to journal in a way where we can read their journal. So they're journaling with their coach and the coach reads the journal and then asks them questions to kind of understand what's going on, how they're thinking, where they're getting trapped over and over again, that kind of thing. Very cool. Amazing. Laura, you were so fun. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I Thank did you. too. I got so much useful information. I'm really feeling more empowered about finding someone that would compliment me as opposed to be a clone. Um, Good. <laughs> I think the world is fine with just one of me. So (laughs) thank you very, very much, Kim. I really appreciate your help today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And for those of you who are listening, uh, if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if there's a challenge that you are not so comfortable sharing on the podcast, please reach out to me anyway. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Laura, thank you again for being my guest. It was really fun.